It was the American Idol premiere that has everyone singing its praises. I'm but if you thought night one was good, I'm starting to get numb from all the good talent. You ain't heard nothing yet. Tonight, witness an unforgettable performance that moved the judges to tears. You have wrecked me. And the greatest audition Idol has ever seen. I'm in the presence of greatness. American Idol, tonight, 8, 7 central on ABC. radio host Sasha Marina and today's segment is actually called Let's Talk Business. Um, in today's segment I have someone very special by the name of Miss Gentis. She is actually the executive of Fox Meadows Film and uh, we're just gonna have her on the line and kind of gonna tell us what the business side of filmmaking is. You know, everyone just sees the nice picture on the screen and the actors and the A-listers, you know, and the Oscars at the end of the year, but no one really knows what the actual business is. And for that reason, I'd love uh, for everyone to stay tuned to the show and listen to our interview with uh, Ms. Katia Gentis. Hi, how are you today? Hello? Hi, Katya. Hi, how oh, are hi. you? Oh, hi. Hey. <laughs> How's it going this it's evening? It's Keita, by the way. It's Keita, by the Keita. way. Keita. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, for, for fixing that uh, translation of mine. That's what well, I know, let's, so let's, let's just start off w- is, with that interesting is, fact uh, there. Sasha? Yes, my name is Sasha. Um, so oh. tell us a little bit, wh- where are your roots? Where are you from? Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a New Yorker, basically. I mean, I grew up in the yeah. suburbs of, and uh, live in the city now. Uh, lived in New Jersey for a while and Los Angeles for a little while. Wonderful. So those um, that cultural and creative roots that you have obviously makes a lot from where you're from. Uh, New York is, yeah. you know... It, is the mecca of art and in, in all sense of the word, whether it be theater to fashion, movies, you know, California kind of took over it, but I feel that uh, New Yorkers have a greater spirit. <laughs> in, oh, I agree in, with uh, you. Are we on the air business. now or are we, pre-interest- are we pre-talking or are we on the air? No, we're on the air. We're live. Oh, great. terrific. No, no, terrific because it was the music before. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think um, – yeah, I mean, I think there's. Um, I always say to actors, you got to renew your New York visa. The ones who are based in Los Angeles, I think, yeah, you know, I think we're kind of precious, but we, you know, we have, you know, the toughness as well as, you know, the connectivity to real life. So I, you know, I love making, you know, being a New York-based filmmaker. Um, so Ms. Gentis, when when you started uh, the industry, um, not yes. everyone starts in front of the camera or behind the camera. How did you begin right. in the in, uh, filmmaking industry? Yeah, well, I mean, I did. Uh, I always was a writer, storyteller. Oh, right. And, uh, okay. yeah, so I kind of always liked telling stories. And then I started out actually um, as in the on the agenting side because I was like, oh, yeah, you got to learn how to sell 
uh, scripts, and then I also worked a lot in sales, and I realized, oh, sales is a form of storytelling because making films or, you know, anything, it's connecting to an audience. And to me, you know, it's like what you do. I mean, our job is to uh, be compelling that an audience cares about what we have to say. So I always found that, you know, my work in sales really helped me uh, to be a better uh, writer and storyteller and always be aware, you know, of, you know, the purpose is to have your stories, you know, find an audience. So I kind of worked as an agent and then I uh, moved to LA and and, uh, worked in development and got an MFA in screenwriting. And then I pivoted into parenting. (laughs) So took a little break and that's when I became a filmmaker because I sort of you know, took a long break and we were back east and, you know, it was like, okay, this is the way, you know, I started writing again and was like, okay, this is how it's going to get done. If I'm going to, uh, you know, have some success, sometimes you have to just, you know, make it happen. <laughs> yeah, do it yourself, definitely. So once, once you know, you took that little break, you kind of had to get warmed up again. Therefore, you know, you had to create your own projects. And, I, you know, I, I can really yep. relate with that. When, when you're trying to, you know, pursue your own dreams, sometimes you couldn't just create it for yourself other than letting someone turn down a possible opportunity in your career, et cetera. But um, yeah. I, I think that's wonderful, you know, that you did take your break, you know, as a woman and decided to, yeah. uh, you know, take care of your life a little bit and then still pursue yeah. your dreams. So I applaud you for that. I applaud you for coming back into the industry and doing what you love. Um, oh, you mentioned you. I mean, sales. It's been a tough road, but uh, you yeah, know, it's uh, sometimes you got to make you know make choices and and you know and like I said, it's the industry gets harder and harder just because of you know the economy um, and finding you know like I said, there's a lot of content out there, but you know, I've been relatively successful in telling stories that are very much kind of grassroots kinds of you know storytelling, but always with humor. So. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, I started my first film I did about 10 years ago, 10 or 12 years ago, and had no idea what I was doing, and fortunately, <laughs> yeah. uh, got a deal with Warner Brothers, so I did okay. Yeah, <laughs> and see, and that's, so. and that's what us Latin people say, when it's for you, no one can take it away. You know what I mean? If it's yeah. not for you, yeah, it'll, <laughs> yeah, it'll happen. Maybe, maybe you know, it'll take a couple years, like you said, 10 years or so, or whatever, but... Um, yeah. It'll happen. You know, I kind of want to ask you this this, this question. Sure. What is the major thing that has changed in the uh, filmmaking business? How has it evolved in the past? I mean, I guess since when you first started in the past 20 yeah, well, years or like so. 12 years. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I started in a different – I mean, there was a lot more money. Like, I mean, in the 80s, yeah. there was, like, a lot more money. And yeah. then I made my first film in 2007, and there was money there. And what's happened is, unfortunately, you know, um, what they call the windows – um, you know, yeah. you had a theatrical, then you had a television movie, then you had a DVD or a video, um, and so you and you know, and foreign was you know so much more vibrant. But now there's so many films being made overseas as well, so there was a lot more ways to recoup. And now, you know, just with digital and everything, everything's kind of combined, so there's not as many many ways to recoup, and that's what's made it a little bit harder. And again, because there's so many platforms. You know, it used to be yeah. a lot easier to find the movies you wanted to see or the TV shows, and now there's so much choice, 
and so many you're different traveling. ways that you're, you know, yeah, there's just yeah. a lot of, a lot of content out there. So that's, so. that's a very big point that you have, um, you have brought to light because I was actually met, talking to my husband about this, that you would think that having so many digital platforms and so many ways now yeah. of doing a movie, you could practically shoot a movie in a phone, you know what I mean? Or in an iPod. Well, you, know, you can. Like, I mean, people other do devices. them on their phone. Yeah. But the, you exactly. know, and I still think, you know, good storytelling matters, and um, but it's just, you know, finding a way yeah. that it, it you know, can go rise to the top. And, you know, again, the audiences are so fractured, uh, you know, like you used to be like you had three networks, so you had three places mm-hmm. to watch TV. So now there's, you know, so many ways and, you know, it's all evolving. So again, like I think, and a lot of it's dependent on word of mouth, um, and, um, you know, so that, that's just kind of the difference, but, you know, there's still a market for good storytelling and what I say to people on the creative side, cause I'm always aware of the creative and the business, you know, if you've yeah. got that creative inside of you, it's really hard to turn it off. And, um, so, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's, you just got to keep doing it and build on your successes and try to learn from the last one, how to, uh, you know, how to be better. Definitely. So uh, going back to the platform, how do you yes. think that affects, not not to say Hollywood, but, the, you know, the, the mecca of what, you know, the film industry is? Because now you're not just looking to, um, you know, Sony or all these major studios to release, you know, movies. Now you have, yes. you know, someone in their own home office creating this indie yes. um, show, and, and I mean, and millions of people can watch it on Netflix. So, how does that impact the yes. overall industry? Um, I guess financially as well, because being so many platforms, like you said, now the views yes. are spread thin. Well, exactly. I mean, that's what it is. And like the problem is, people keep finding a way, and there's, you know, like you said, you know. There's just it's, it's so many first-time filmmakers or whatever are always, um, you know, think they're gonna make all this money, and you know the problem is the budgets keep getting lower, and you know, like you have these festival things that can stand out, but um, mm-hmm. like you said, it's just you know, it's just I think um, I think it's just you know continues to be harder. Um, for a lot of people to be profitable in filmmaking. Like that's, I'm saying, like there's still ways and people will make it and people will find it. Um, it's just to make it sustainable. You know, there's, um, it's still a small percentage of people that can really be sustainable in it, but you know, oh, um, cool. you, you never know. And uh, it's uh, like I said, you, you can, you know, especially as a as a writer myself or creative person, I mean, you know, you your next one could be the best one, and that's why you keep doing it. I mean, I have a new script that I'm really excited to go out with, and you know, my last film is on HBO, and you know, so I'm hoping to play one against the other and figure out where the money's coming from. <laughs> but it's you know, the filmmakers, the people who are on the financing side, you know, they really want elements attached it's not as like again it's still it's a lot there's a lot of work that still goes into it and a lot of you know sweat equity now are you you at all interested in filmmaking or are you just a uh talk about it (laughs) well myself i before i um even thought of being in the industry at all i uh 
did a, this contest and um, it was, you know, acting and modeling and all those yeah. things. You know how those things are that they kind of just fish you from a little town and, oh, you want to become Absolutely. this and that? So that's how it started, you know. And um, I realized that it was just more than anything, you had to have a certain look and a certain act in a certain way. And, um, you know, working so hard, I was a, you know, very young teenager. My mom was that mother that yeah. really supported and took you to every audition and did whatever had to be done. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we just tried so hard. Maybe we were just in the wrong city. And um, I kind of mm. just, you know, put it to the side. And I would still do my indies here and there as an actress, um, you know. And I would find it on the side of the actress part that I would never be compensated. And I'm not talking about money. I've never been about the yeah, way yeah. I'm here to be, be a millionaire. No, no, no. I know how this is. I'm here to get credit. You know what I mean? I want my yeah. work to show. I want to show people my work. Well, you and want it's validation and it's validation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And here in South Florida, out of, I would say out of 15 um, indie, indie films or short films that I did, maybe four of them actually went to post-production and I was able to see my work mm -hmm. so yeah. all of that was very like you know just kind of really put me like wow I'm doing all this work and I have all this passion for it but unfortunately the filmmakers weren't appreciating the work that one puts in as an actress your time you know the free time <laughs> and um I just started working events and media and I'm like you know what I love talking to people I love you know um portraying people's dreams and just you know putting the word out there and I decided to be a, a talk show host. And I've been doing this now yeah. for about eight years. <laughs> oh, great. That's very cool. So, very cool. So, yeah. yeah. So my model <laughs> is just, you know, kind of shining the light on people's dreams and, and people's hard work and at least get the word out there for you. Yeah. So oh, that's terrific. kind of yeah, what no, that's terrific. Definitely. So I've always had a passion for filmmaking. Not so much behind the camera, but, you know, in front of the camera. But um, that's a great place so to be. far, that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I've heard that being behind the camera can get, very, you know, it's 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 very uh, rewarding as well. It's just a little more work, like you said. It's just a lot of work, and uh, you know, not so much reward at the end of the day. Well, it's a lot but, of risk um, too. I mean, that's the problem. You have risk. to be good with risk. Yeah. Mhm. Mm Especially if you're putting your money up. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, I don't, exactly. you know, they, they manage to get fundraised or whatever, but you're, it's still someone's money that you're playing with. So, yeah, it's, um, and I feel like it's just uh, so saturated, like you were saying. The industry is so saturated yeah. right now. The past 10 mm -hmm. years have, like, have just completely, I mean, and it was mainly because of technology. You know, people can yeah. just do all these things now, and they can just post it anywhere, and you can be famous from these little three-second Instagram videos, you know what I mean? And then they yep. get the idea to make a movie, <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's a quality movie. It just means that they have the resources to make a movie. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, um, you know, for ladies like yourself, so professional, so well-studied, it becomes a little harder you know, to actually put the word out there and be like, hey, come see my movie. Hey, come, you know, see my show. Look what oh, I'm working I know. with. You've got it. I know. And, and you've got to get that over that self. I mean, you realize, like, you've got to self-promote, unfortunately, even though, like, sometimes it gets, like, exhausting. But, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that's why I have you here. So let's talk a little bit about those projects sure. that you have out. You said that you yeah. have a, a film on, on on HBO. I know you have something yeah, so else I on Amazon as well. Yeah, yeah. So, well, my Amazon series is now on a platform called The Girlfriend. Um, I'll probably bring it back on Amazon soon. Um, and um, 
I have, yeah, so it was on Amazon, and then I got a licensing deal with a platform called Girlfriend, which, um, you know, has a big reach. And so it's called thegirlfriend.com. And it, that show's called The Other F Word, and that's like kind of women in midlife kind of figuring out who they are. Um, Bad Parents is a comedy about suburban sports parents. That's got Janine Garofalo and Sherry O'Terry, and that's on HBO. And um, I have two feature scripts that I'm in the process of, you know, trying to get set up. My first film was And Then Came Love, which had Vanessa Williams and Eartha Kitt, and that's on Amazon, streaming on Amazon. That had been... Um, on Warner Brothers, a Warner Brothers release, and then now it's on Amazon, and it, you know it's played on TV a lot. And so yeah, those are my features. And like I said, I've got a new feature script, uh, two feature scripts that I'm trying to finance and get set up, and excited about them. And like I said, my last film's on HBO. Wonderful. So yeah. you mentioned the website of your series. Um, yeah, your website for the for the production company is foxmetalfilms.com, yeah, correct? Films.com. Yep, absolutely. Wonderful. And, and where uh, can yeah, people that's where reach out to you? Okay. Sorry, what? So we can find your social. We can find your social and anything um, through your website, correct? Yeah, you can find it there. I yeah. mean, like each project has its own, but I'm just like with a name like Kata, yeah. which is C A Y T H A. That's where I am on Instagram to start and on Facebook. And then it, you know, sort of pushes out to all the different projects. But, um, you know, I kind of start with my, you know, like it's sort of the easy landing page. But, um, yeah, like my movie is Bad Parents. My TV series is The Other F Word. And then Came Love and is the first film. And I have a little film called The One. And, um, yeah, you know, and that's I'm just like, like I said, I start with the script always. Everything I've. I'm, you know, primarily a writer, like sometimes a direct. So I've directed um, a couple of the features. And um, like I said, I've got one film called Insta, Insta Famous, which is a cute little uh, mistaken identity movie script that we're hoping to set up at, like at a Disney Digital or Netflix. It's cute, like for 21-year-olds, a mistaken identity kind of comedy. Yeah. And then I've got sort of a reality bite script um, called Pooling to Paradise that I'm hoping, you know, looking for a producer for. The other one has the, uh, you know, working with the woman who uh, produced uh, Cinderella Diaries and she's attached and she'll direct it. And oh, this wonderful. one I'm, yeah, and then like I said, I've got this new one that I just finished that I'm trying to figure out what to do. Let me ask you, so when you when you write your scripts, um, you know, on average yeah. it may take weeks or months or et cetera. How critical are you with your work? And do you ever need the opinions of those closest to you or any coworkers to uh, kind of like I'm go through your, your script and yeah. rough draft? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I totally need sounding boards. Um, yeah. And uh, I totally need sounding boards. And I like to share things right away because I want to know if they're working. And, and again, it's, you know, so, yeah, I definitely need other people, and I, you know, very much when I'm writing, I'm not very good at just holding myself up and doing it by myself. Definitely. So. You know, um, I was watching an episode. Well, no, it wasn't an episode. It was the Ellen DeGeneres, her stand-up that she released on Netflix yes. a few weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. So she, mm-hmm. the whole joke was the whole relatable thing, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I found it that it made, you know, it made a lot of sense that, you know, when you're relatable, people actually, you know, might listen or actually, you know, give it a little bit more interest. 
So when writing, I think that, that that's, a big, um, that's a big thing in writing as well, you know, the story being relatable. In that one that you mm-hmm. mentioned, your F-word series, you know, it being, you yeah. know, middle-aged women, that is very yeah. relatable. And, um, no, it was. You know, that's it was what, hugely successful on Amazon. Yeah. And I got this other deal. I mean, we're trying to turn it into a half-hour show. But, yeah, no, when yeah. especially initially, I mean, it was real. I have Steve Gutenberg and Judy Gold in it and, you know, a whole bunch of other people. But, yeah, no, I, people really connected with the story. So, absolutely, yeah. And, yeah, and that, definitely. You know, that, and, they and, can and, learn about that at the other theotherfwordseries.com. I mean, they could watch the trailer and link to it on the other F word series. Perfect. Perfect. So, uh, Keita, I uh, appreciate your time. Thank you for taking your time. I yep. know that you had a busy day and, um, yeah. I wish you all the success. I would well, love to have you. you back, you know, towards the end of the year when your projects are all released and whatever is on the works that have finally been, you know, completed. And, um, again, thank you so much. And I will definitely be, uh, looking more into your work. <laughs> Oh, I'd love that. Thank you. Yeah, my new one, I think that if, you know, I get the financing, I think you'll like a lot. So, um, like I said, it's kind of a reality bites for people in their mid-30s and, um, you know, is I'm very excited about that one, too. So, that's that's what I'm, you know, working on next. <laughs> so Wonderful, wonderful. So, have a good day so, yourself. And thank you so much. Nothing. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So that was Katia Jenkins from Fox Meadow Films. Please go onto her website, uh, figure out, you know, check out her projects, uh, follow her on Twitter under at Keita. So it's C-A-Y-T-H-A. Uh, do that for her. Check out her projects. Um, like she said, you know, being in the industry nowadays gets a little complicated. Your work doesn't necessarily mean that it will be released by the best studio or the best platform. It's all about just being relatable and getting that right target audience. And, you know, maybe you win it, maybe you don't. I'd like to thank you all so much for tuning in today. Just going to put on a little song, and I'll be right back. At Planet Fitness, you can get down with your judgment-free self. Join for only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, Planet Fitness has cardio, weights, and locker rooms that sparkle like a glass of New Year's champagne. Only $1 down, $10 a month, no commitment. Now through January 15th, join in-club or online at planetfitness.com. Planet Fitness, the judgment-free zone. Offer expires January 15th. Stop by any of our 15 area locations. Annual membership fee applies. Participating locations only. See club for details.